And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. Fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. All right, world. Y'all, y'all know how I get. I, I get excited just talking sports, talking life, the good, bad, and ugly of sports and how it impacts your everyday life. I have this dope guest. Entrepreneur, mom, a hooper, believe it or not, did her thing on the basketball court. Some even said she was similar to AI, the great Allen Iverson, Miss <laughs> Alexandra Bernard Simmons. Welcome to Why Not Sports. Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Podcast world. Come on. Come on. Y'all, y'all feel the energy. That is what we do. And also, just be on the lookout. If you like this episode, wait till that flagrant two joint come out with this young lady. Is is <laughs> you think this is gonna be dope? This is just more of an introduction or, or a teaser. But that flagrant two, yeah, y'all y'all be on standby. Have your pen and paper. But let's talk about just let the world know. Just kind of introduce yourself um, just to the world and um, let them know. Uh, what you do now, and then we can talk about the sports side on how uh, you had a love for sports, basketball in particular. Absolutely. So uh, my name is Alexandra Bernard Simmons. I am what you consider a serial entrepreneur. So I own a performing arts school that now has three locations in the tri-state area. Come on. And I am also the founder of the movement Think Like a Boss, which is an international woman empowerment and community brand. So... Um, under Think Like a Boss, we have the Think Like a Boss TV show, the podcast, uh, best-selling book. We have a teen program that are in high school. So we have teens that graduate high school knowing how to start and operate a business. We have the Think Like a Boss retreats um, and events, of course, nationwide, internationally. We just do a lot for uh, women and people of color. I told y'all. Y'all thinking Murph? Yeah, I can't wait till that flagrant two come out. We know how you get. I'm trying to tell y'all. Hey, <laughs> she's worked with some heavy hitters, and, and, and like she said, the internationally known, award winning, just about women empowerment and people of color, especially what's going on today. We need each other more than ever. But Absolutely. basketball talk though, y'all. I know how I get. Y'all know how I start mixing the two shows. But y'all bear with me. That's, that's you know. Y'all know. Y'all been rocking <laughs> with me this long. Y'all know how I get. But basketball. How did basketball impact you to what you do right now? Oh my God! I don't think people understand how much being an athlete completely changes your mindset. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the mindset that we have as athletes to digging deep to a reservoir that we don't know existed until it's time to pull it out right Mm -hmm. and what i'm talking about is i call it the fourth quarter come on right everybody knows in fourth quarter that's when you are dog tired 
But, you know, the game could be on the line. You could be down by four, down by ten, but you still got a quarter to get it together. And it's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to boss up or are you going to fold? Right? So that's exactly what business is like to me. Anytime I see I'm about to be in a a situation in business, I'm like, oh, it's fourth quarter. Yeah. Right. And and that's when once I say that my employees, you know, they think I'm talking about like business quarters, you know, you know, because every every year is broken to four quarters and, you know, the fiscal business year. I'm like, nah, that's not even what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. I'm talking about like mentally it is fourth quarter yeah. It's when you and your team, you guys gave it all you got, but you still have to give it one more time. Um, So that's just a mentality that I just kind of carried over from basketball of just a lot of things. Like, who's my starting five in business? Come on. Right? Like, who am I going to have on the floor with me and knowing who I can pass pass a, a ball to, pass the ball to, or pass an assignment to, and make sure they're going to either know when to take the shot or pass it back? Like, it's like, who do you have in your starting five that you can trust to help you run and operate a business? I've had employees. Um, my oldest business is from 2012. Nice. And I still have employees from there with me. Nice. Because that's my starting five. And I know how they operate and we trust each other. Right? So, I mean, there's just a lot of things that you learn in business. I mean, you do in business that you learn from being an athlete. It's just, it's, but it's mostly the mindset. You can't get rid of that. Once it, once you got an athletic mindset, it doesn't go away. You're Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and I know the list was like, Merv, how do you do it? How do you attract these great individuals, these great talents? Law of attraction. It is great to Law hear attraction. <laughs> another person with the same or similar mindset. Is it, it being an athlete really teaches you, like you said, the fourth quarter? We tired. Like right now, mm-hmm. Alexandra. Right now, people yes. going through a lot. We going through a lot. But we still taking time to still be productive, to still represent our brand, and to give nothing but great quality. And that's this. This is the fourth quarter for us. Yo, this pandemic is fourth quarter. Like it's just like you're gonna boss up or you're gonna fold. Especially yeah. right now, we are putting a fight for our businesses, our families, our mental health. Come on, right? There's there's so many things right now that's up for grabs that we need to dig deep, you know, into that reservoir and to make sure that we can get through this fourth quarter. There it is, y'all hearing it now. I know that list like Murph. She sound like she was a baller. So uh, <laughs> I want you to tell the world first your position that you played and yeah. how long have you been playing basketball? And were there other sports that you really enjoyed as well? So I uh, was a point guard. I'm a point guard by heart. I'm five four. You know, okay. Um, in high high school, I was five four, probably a hundred pounds, soaking wet. So I wasn't, you know, the okay. biggest person on the court. But you was fast but, though. <laughs> but I was the fastest. Look, talk about it. I was the fastest person on the court. Yes. Um, handle was huge to me. I always tell the story to people. Like for me, it was more difficult for me to get into basketball because with uh, Caribbean parents, gotcha. that wasn't the main focus like it's just school Mm -hmm. so I actually was told no a lot of times when I was when I asked my parents to play basketball so I taught myself how to play basketball a lot of a lot of people it's hard for them to hear that when you know you a young girl cutting cutting stuff up on the court yeah but I literally taught myself how to play basketball um so there was that and 
I actually got most athletic in high school. So no, I was nice. just not a ball player. I ran track for my game. Okay. I ran track to get myself faster. I I ran track to fill my lungs. So now I'm outrunning you still in fourth quarter because I have I have the lungs to you know you you got it when you a leader you got to think like that too. I was yeah. also the captain. Yeah. Yeah. I was playing uh, varsity by the time I was a freshman. Come on. So. It was just that you just have a different mindset. So I knew what to get myself better for um, um, basketball, and I did just that. So, yeah, I know you asked me, yeah, what was my point guard and what other sports did I play? What was the third question? The other question, you actually answered them all. Um, The next thing I was going to ask you, which the world kind of have an idea when I say uh, some say similar to to AI, the great Allen Iverson, the answer. Woo! Man, I tell you that that man is my inspiration. So, okay, so let me let me backtrack a little because I was about to get into the story, but I pulled back because I wanted to make sure I answered your question. No, I appreciate. But it. yes, so basketball was difficult for me to get into. Like I was saying, a Haitian household, no one really gave a damn. Like, let's just be honest. So, um, before I fell into lo- love with Allen Iverson and his game. There was uh, Jason. Was it Jason Williams? They called him White Chocolate. Yep, Jason Williams. Uh huh. Yes. Yep. Um, and I thought when I was watching him play basketball, I'm like, yo, his ball is on a string. Like yeah. his handle is just sick. So you know, back in that day when we didn't have internet, right. you know, I I was able to look it up somewhere, whether it was like um, in a magazine or a newspaper article or something that Jason Williams said, in order for his ball handling to get like that. He used to dribble with garden gloves. So Mm. I was like, all right, my mom won't let me play basketball. That's fine. I'll teach myself. So I went into the garage and found me a pair of garden gloves. And I dribbled up and down my driveway hours a day, hours a day, just trying to get my ball on a string. Mm. Like I wanted to, I wanted to have handle like that. And we're talking about sixth, seventh grade. Like no one is teaching me this. I'm just teaching myself because I learned from someone that was great. What did they do? And I always tell people that you can learn from the greats. They they have the blueprint. They did it already. So once you keep reading up on what other people are doing, then you can see what kind of lane that you can get yourself into to get to where they were, where they are. Yeah. So I did that for a while. Um, and then after that, now let's put everything to action. I started going to the court. And I didn't play girls. There were no girls at the court. Mm. So I'm playing boys. Like, I'm playing straight up rough. Like, you want to be in our house? You going to ball with us? No mercy on you at all. No mercy. (laughs) Like, busting lip, coming home. My mom was like, oh, my God, you were in a fight. I'm like, actually, I was just playing balls. (laughs) You know? And then by the time freshman year came around, all these girls, they were balling with each other. AU, you know, wreck and things like that. And I'm literally a street baller. I mean, and one mixtapes, you know, just thinking about everything street ball. I'm a street baller coming into organized sport as a freshman. Mm, so the mm. first time I hit the organized ball scene was as a freshman. So I, I felt a little bit like a fish out of water. Um, like things that I would get called on, like my first couple of games, like carries, because I'm trying to do these fancy moves that I'm so used to doing in a street ball environment that didn't really cross over once you get into organized ball, right? Mm -hmm. So that was another thing that I had to get used to. But Allen Iverson kind of came into the picture when I was just watching 
someone with my demeanor, like, just don't care. Like, yeah. he just didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just didn't care. Like, I'm here to play ball. I'm the shortest person on the court, right? It was yeah. just everything about him. And then watching him cross Jordan over, you know, that's the, any Allen Iverson fan, you know, we always bring that up. Yes. That's one of our things that we always bring up. <laughs> so, you know, just watching things like that, I started playing like him. I literally started pick because, you know, when you watch someone so much, you start to pick up their mannerisms. Yep. Yep. So now my coach, I remember getting pulled out one game. He was like, because I, you know, I, I drove and I went straight to the basket when I probably should have passed it, you know, did a whole floater and everything. <laughs> and then, then I hear <laughs> I hear my coach yelling, like, she really thinks she's Iverson. Oh. I'm just, get out. <laughs> and then he pulled me out. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I love it. I was just like, oh, man, that sucks. I'm like, all right, maybe I should tone down the AI a little bit and be more of a of a team player but again as a point guard as a leader as a captain as the youngest person playing varsity um alan iverson definitely shaped my game in that way and it gave me the extra edge and the extra attitude and so anytime our team was coming to a school they would know that they had to watch out for number four I, my number was four i didn't get number three someone else already had it so i gotcha. let her sit i let this live i let her live she you know she was older than me so she kept number three you but go. you know they knew to look out for number four that i was coming with with some heat that's what's up i, I love it just to like you said <laughs> the no care mentality and to to teach yourself to, to have a self-motivation Oh yes, that yes. that's huge. Cause even today, like we said, and I, I'm gonna try not to repeat this, but I want to mm-hmm. let the I want to paint a picture for for the listeners. Again, this is a pandemic. This is things in our lifetime that is coming from whether well, police brutality, the, the the pandemic. Like it's a lot going on, and we still gotta find a way to be productive. Like you said, to take care of your family, to take care of your brand, to take care of yourself. That's huge. You can't, I mean, you can, but nine times out of 10, a person you looking for validation or to support Mm -hmm. you, they might not be there at that moment. So what you going to do? Right, right. So I salute you for doing that. The self-motivation piece is very, thank you. The self-motivation piece is very important. I know it's hard sometimes for people to, to think like that in this time of age because so many things are trying to deter us and take us down. But I call this the pandemic. The fact that we are at home, you should be planning your next move. Come on. Like plan what you need to do next. This is a pandemic. We're being forced to stay still, right? Just like when my mom kept telling me no with basketball, I found another way. I'm going to get my yes. Then I found another way. So just because they're telling you no right now that you need to stay home, you need to do this, find another way to be productive. Mm. Find another way to get yourself to the next level. We mm. have to stay self-motivated because as you can see, USA ain't for us So we have to try to make the best of it right now And stay motivated to You know to make sure we stay on top I told y'all Y'all think this episode though Wait till that flagrant too I'm trying to tell y'all <laughs> I'm trying to tell y'all no, that's, that, that's dope That is dope So with today's game mm. Were Even then were you more of a I know you had the AI Mindset but naturally, mm-hmm. were you still a scoring guard first? Or it was, hey, I'm a pass-oriented guard, but when my team needs me, I'm going to put up the bucket. So, which, naturally, which nah. one? 
I'm definitely a scoring guard first. Okay. Um, one thing that my coach liked about me, especially, I kind of hated it at the time, but I understand what competition is because there was a senior on the team that, you know, basically I was about to take a spot. That's anyway. just the reality of the situation. Facts. And <laughs> he pinned her against me. Why? Because I was the point guard that shoot threes. Mm. And she she wasn't she wasn't a, a, a big shooter, right? She would drive and she, you know, she would do things like that. And she was definitely bigger than me, so she had more body yeah. and she would last a little bit longer in the paint. Yeah. Um, but I was a shooter. Gotcha. I was a shooter that wasn't afraid to go into the paint. Yeah. So that made me more of an asset. So I was ready to pull it. Like wherever I was on the court, I was ready to pull it because I know that there's a probability of it falling. Like I was that confident Come in my on. shot. So I was definitely a scorer first, and that's how I trained my son to be. Like my son is known as Lil Steph Curry right now. Come on, in our town. So not yeah. in the household. She said the town. Now that's huge. I'm listening. Oh, in our town, <laughs> they call him Little Steph in I our town. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, mom, because I get this question a lot. Well, Merv, you forcing your kids to play? No, they just that's just what I do. I mean, like you, they they kind of they they see the brand, they see the connections, they kind of see me, you know, showing my skill off every once in a while. How was it for you with your son and his love for the game? So with me and my son, I I mean, I'm not gonna front. I I did put a ball in his hand. (laughs) Ain't no wrong. Let's be honest. (laughs) Like that's what we do as ball players. That's just what we do. That's natural. Um, Yeah, natural. I have a son that just made it just that much easier. Mm. Um, and so he's naturally, he's naturally great at basketball. He's an all-star athlete. So he, whatever he plays, football, soccer, he was old, like soccer. His nickname was a Terminator. Football, you know, he's a running back. He outrunning everybody. And then basketball, he just had this natural finesse. That's something that you can't teach kids when yeah. they're young. When they play in that wreck, everyone's a little boxy, right? Yeah. But when you see a, a child in like that's nine or ten years old and they have finesse, you're just looking at them like, dad, <laughs> like where they get that? Yeah. Right? From his so mama. He, huh. From his mama, right? <laughs> and, and the thing was like, no one was ready for that conversation because they always expect it from the dad. Yep, like, yep. no, his dad plays football. He got that football from him. But for me, the basketball and the finesse, like everybody be asking, like, oh, who taught you to shoot like that? Yeah. And I just be in the cut, just proud, just sitting there like <laughs> proud, like, yeah, we worked on that. <laughs> but, you know, um, I do have the conversation with my son, though, especially when I see him not because, I, you know, I tell him all the time, you got to respect the game. The moment you don't respect the right. game, the game is not going to respect you. Ooh. And it's like, if you're not putting in the time and the work, you think you good now. That might be cute as a freshman, but someone right now is working you. You're not respecting the game. So when I see him lacking or not doing what he's supposed to do as an athlete, I tell him straight up, I'm like, I hope you're not balling for me. Because I chose not to do basketball. Like, God had a bigger calling. I had other things that came into my life. Come on. But I'm telling you right now, if you balling just to please your mama and my stories, I'm happy where my basketball ended. I'm okay with that. So I don't need you as a continuation. So I tell him right now, if you don't love the sport, get off the court. Because you're not respecting the game. And, and it's like when you hear when he heard that from me, like from his mother, like I'm the person that, you know, the babier, the nurturer and things like that. But one thing I tell my son, I'm going to be completely honest with you. If you do not love the sport, you are wasting your time. You're wasting your coach's time and you're wasting your teammates time. Mm. So if you're not going to do this for real, get off the court. 
Mm. And then from there, he will make a decision whether or not he's going to start working on his game on his off time and things like that. Because this generation is not like ours. Oh, they're, they're, they're not like ours. They they just want to shoot. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> think everybody think they Steph Curry. Don't get me wrong. I trained my son to be both the inside, uh, be able to go into the paint and be able to shoot. Yeah. But all these kids want to shoot. They, yeah. Everybody want to be three-point shooters. Yeah. And I'm watching these 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 games right now, and I'm be bored. I'm like, yo, if someone don't break an ankle real quick to get into, <laughs> can I please see some real basketball, right? And they're not working on their game the way that they used to. Yeah. They're yeah. just they're they're. I don't want to call them the lazy generation, but they are the social media, you know, internet, computer generation, yep. phone generation. So everything to them, it doesn't come as like hardworking and, and gritty like it did for us. Yes, facts, facts. And I always tell my son, you have to find your why. You have to find your anchor. Because I remember one of the parents recently has said, because they lost, they got their, you know, they got their ass trashed yeah. or whatever. And <laughs> he, was like, he, he was like, y'all play like a whole bunch of suburban kids. Mm. And I at him. I was mad at first because you know my son's on that team, but then I, I kind of sat in that for a little bit. I'm like, yo, they kind of are playing like suburban kids. They don't have the exposure, the, the, right? They don't have the exposure and they don't have the same why. Mm -hmm. To them, this is not their ticket to get out. Mm -hmm. When you when you from the hood, like that was your ticket. Like Facts. you, everybody, <laughs> like right? You just trying to, yo, it's a dog eat dog. I'm going you to the league. Don't mess with me. Right. I'm going to the league. I, I, Merv, I, you know I'm hooping. I got Spalding with me. Leave me alone. Exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. like with these suburban kids, that their why isn't that strong, so they playing real lax. And you know, if someone come, I don't know if you know New Jersey that well, but if a North team came here to play our suburb kids, they will get trashed. They will just get trashed. And it's just, it's just the reality of the situation. Their grit and their why is not as much. So. I always tell my son, I know you're not coming up with a story that you see some of the greats come up with. Like, oh, my dad wasn't here. Single mom household. Mm -hmm. I know your story doesn't look like that. But you have to find your why in this yeah. sport or you're going to get lost. It can't just be like you like bouncing a basketball. You, Your why has to be strong and you have to be rooted in it in order for you to take it to where you want to go. Like, he wants to go to UCLA. I'm like, do you know how many people want to go to UCLA? How many ball players want to like yeah. come on like your why has to be stronger than i just i just like playing basketball here and there yeah. so you know these are the conversations that we need to have with our young athletes like it, it's just different right now and it's best when it starts from the house from the parents yeah. that way you're not yeah. being misled from scouts or recruiters or even the coaches so that's dope right right that's real dope. Now I I know the listeners like wait a minute they in, in New Jersey East Coast so he want to go the other side of the world or the he country does. to California. He does. He does. He's obsessed with UCLA and I actually surprised him um, in eighth seventh grade because they have like a tour for mm -hmm. middle schoolers mm -hmm. and you know his grades wasn't you know stellar so I'm like I'm out here because I already told you what I do I am woman empowerment. I teach people how to follow their dreams. Come on. And I always say, if my child doesn't know how to follow their his dreams, then I failed. Yeah. I don't care how many people out here that I helped. If my own child yep. don't know that his dreams are tangible, then I'm not doing a good job. Mm -hmm. So I surprised him with a trip to L.A. and to UCLA so he can know that his dreams are tangible. I wanted him to see it. Mm -hmm. I wanted him to touch it. I wanted him to smell it. And then from there, you know, his grades started going up. He started realizing, yo. 
that was that was my point B. Yeah. I'm at point A, and that's my point B. That's good. So if I need to get to my point B, I need to make sure I fill in everything in between. So now, when when he's having a bad game, he got his head down. Me and his dad always say, "You see late." And then huh. I can picture yeah. that meme when the point guard yeah. lifted yes. the uh, big man head and, up. And that was UCLA, believe it or not. Exactly. That's why I said yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. so once we say UCLA, like, he he perks up and he's like, yeah. Like, it's just that that's his reminder. That's like, good. yo, I got to get up and go. That's good. So Self-motivation. Yeah. That's I love Self-motivation. it. Self-motivation. Mm-hmm. Now, the listeners, they, they want to backtrack. I, 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 like, <laughs> like, like, yo, Murph, she dope. I love the engagement with... With with the with the parents and the son, that's dope. But if she was that good in high school, what's up with college? Did she play college ball? Did she go overseas? Let the world know a little bit about that before we go. Absolutely. So my basketball career ended. Um, I want to say a little tragically because I think I just recently got over it. My coach committed suicide. Mm. Um, yeah, my coach committed suicide right when I was going into my senior year. So, I mean, this is the year, right? This is yeah. the year that, you know, everyone comes to see you and now you're, you're making decisions on what college to go to and all the other, other seniors graduate. So now we, he can focus on, you know, his senior girls and things like that. And right. he took his own life um, mm. in his car with a gun. And it hit me so hard that I didn't play my senior year. I did not play my senior year, but my name was still around. It was already there. So um, I did get a letter to go play in Greece. Um, I ended up going to St. Peter's University and I played for a year there. Like honestly, to be completely honest, I it felt like someone punched me in the gut and like I lost my breath. Yeah. That's really, really what it felt like because he was in our lives. He was who I wanted to play for. When right. I was teaching myself basketball in sixth, seventh grade, I wanted to play for him. Yeah. Um, because he was the coach for the the rec and the and the you know everything going up into the high school, and we won a championship right under him. So by junior year, I was a championship player. I still have my jacket. I still have my ring. And he was a legendary coach. And he took a bunch of girls that you know the school that never got a championship before and made us a championship team. So. It was a really, really hard pill to swallow. But again, for me, I had to make the decision. Do I want to do this for the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. Like that's a decision that you have to ask yourself. Right. Because everything is all basketball. You're all in or get out. Yeah. You're either all in or just get out. And I knew if I was going to go to Greece, it has to be all in. And yep. I had other aspirations. Like I knew what I wanted to do. I'm a dancer choreographer by trade also. We didn't even talk about that, right? We just talked about basketball. Right. <laughs> um, right. But right, like I, I do so many things yeah. and I made the decision that of course now I have a franchise of dance schools, right? I've danced with Buster Rhymes, with Ludacris, Come I've on. danced with BT, MTV, like VH1. I knew I wanted to be a dancer. Like my yearbook says I was gonna be a basketball coach and a dancer. Like I knew exactly what I wanted to do. So I had to make that decision. Is basketball it? Because if it is, there's no space for anything else. Mm -hmm. And think about Kobe. Think about Mamba mentality. If you're going to be great, you have to focus on that. Mm -hmm. You have to have your blinders on and focus on that. And that's what 
I tell these kids that I that I coached when I was coaching rec and an AU, like it's either basketball or just move. Respect the game. Respect the game. So to me, that was just a decision I had to make. Um, and am I glad I made that decision? Absolutely, because the the legacy that I that I've been building, the employees that I have, the places that I've been, you know, everything that I've been doing is all a manifestation of what I really wanted to do. But basketball to me was the catalyst. It was the the part of my personality that made me a dog. Like, you know, like it made you beat. You just out here just eating stuff up because you still you will always have a baller mentality. But again, when people see me now and they see like I'm all fancy and stuff, they're like, oh my God, what I tell people, if you go to my hometown, it's not like the girl that used to dance or the girl that used to do this. They'd be like, do you know Alex, the girl that used to ball? Ball, yeah. Like period. Yeah, yeah. That's how that's how they know me in my hometown. Um, so when, when people see me now or sometimes when they see me pull out a basketball, like I tell everybody, I still have a basketball and sneakers and the shorts in my trunk. Come on. Because I stay ready. Yeah. Anybody can get it at any time of the day. <laughs> and I, I think it's so surprising to them because I will switch out for my heels and my fancy clothes and ball up with you in 0.5 seconds because you was trying to talk trash. Come on. I'm like, we can go right now. And I still play basketball, you know, at my local gym. So they know that when they see Alice come through, like, oh, they got a girl here that knows how to ball. You know, it's just, it's still become, it's still a part of you. And when I go to the high school, to my son's games, I still have some of the people addressing me as coach. I used to coach, you know, their rec program and things like that. So basketball is still such a huge part of my life. And now watching my son do it, making sure that he loves to do it and he's only doing it for himself and only for himself. Come on. You know, um, it's just a beautiful thing to see it come back around. And now I think about it like this. Basketball probably was never for me to begin with. Mm. It probably was for him. Mm -hmm. It probably wasn't for me. I probably needed to learn just so I can pass it on to him and he's supposed to take it somewhere else. It probably wasn't for me. And I'm okay with that too. I I promise you, you just said things that I've just said for the longest. Mm-hmm. My career, it, it ended great. But the Lord decided to stop me as a Division One athlete mm. for bigger purposes. Right. But we'll say that exactly. for another day, y'all. The list is well, like, no, 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 see, no. no. See, exactly. I don't know either. Like, now I want to know. Like, so, I don't know your story. So, so again, <laughs> as you've, and it's interesting when I hear you speak, how when I head back to the house, they know me, they know me as a basketball player. A lot of my family know me as an athlete. But now that I've transitioned to being, you know, a family man, an entrepreneur, a content creator linking up with a lot of greats like you. I can't look forward to this flagrant too. With some heavy hitters, it's like, oh, wow, hey. So for me, um, I graduated. Uh, I could have went overseas, had a few offers. Um, mm-hmm. I just lost the love for the game. And, and one thing that mm-hmm. you said, if you're not going to be – you know, if you're not going to love the sport, don't get on the court. And, and that was kind of like my motto. A lot of politics and things went on. And I was just like, well, I want to go to the – at that time, I thought the NBA, the league. I said, I got to go to the league. I got to go to the league. I kept saying that. So when I didn't get the offers that I wanted at that time, I said, you know what? Forget overseas. I do have my degree in accounting. I know base salary. 
think at that time was like 45 to 50 grand as a college graduate. I, and I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm going to be good because they was trying to pay me like three, 2,500 to three grand a month. I'm like, bro, I can make that and not even work as hard. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just exactly. being honest. You know mm-hmm. how it is, tour days and, you know, watching film and just practicing your craft. That takes a lot of hours. And I'm like, yo, I'm not doing this for chump change. I know my work. Right. Um, mm. And then, you know, my door ended up coming uh, some months later. So I was just like, you know what? The game, it was nice. But right now, I want to play dad because my dad wasn't in my life growing up for mm-hmm. 20 plus years. So I was just like, all right, Lord, I believe my calling is to be more of a parent. The sport obviously helped me get to where I am today. Kudos. It was a good ride. And then uh, four years uh, ago, 2016, after 11 or 12 years of letting the game go, started knocking back on that door. Like, Murph, don't don't act like you didn't love the game. Don't act like you ain't love the sport. Look what the sport has done for you. You better put yourself back out there and let the world know what sports has done for you. You want to go mm-hmm. to the league? Well, you're going to be in the league now. You're going to get to work with guys in the NBA, the NFL, that are a professional NFL, professional NBA, and, you know, entertainers. Like, they're in the league of their own. That's what you always wanted. I had to delay you then so you can appreciate it now. But also, on another note, let your kids know what you've experienced. Like, if you you said it. If you don't love the sport, don't get on the court. And I didn't love the sport, so I didn't want to waste my time either. So now mm-hmm. my kids, they love the game and they, dad, let's go shoot some hoop. Well, let's go outside. I'd be like, yo, okay, uh, cool. I wasn't forced to play the game. So I, I, you know, made a vow I won't do that with my kids. And uh, that's kind of my story in a nutshell. So now, you know, doing See, great I love things. that. I love that. And I love that. That's why I wanted to hear that. I'm like, I don't know the story. You're yeah, going to tell me. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, well, thanks for sharing that. Exactly. That's. That's what it is. Like, sometimes it wasn't for us to even begin with. But there's one thing that you said, the politics, right? Yeah. Um, one thing that I realized, too, especially more so with, with male athletes, because, you know, obviously it's more of a moneymaker for the males. You know, women, we're just now getting into more salary with the WNBA. Right, right. But it's just like there's so much politics when it comes to uh, male athletes and, you know, and where they want to go. And sometimes that kills spirit. Mm-hmm. Like right now, you have some kids that stop playing basketball because coaches kill their spirit. Yeah. And I don't think coaches know how much power influence, yep. that they have mm-hmm. yeah, and the influence that they have on mm-hmm. these kids. And I'm seeing it one by one. And that's why with my son, I pour so much positivity into him because I'm like, yo, your confidence is what's going to keep you rooted. Because there's going to be so many factors. The coach is not playing you. You may not be someone's favorite, but even though you outplay someone else, like there's going to be so many factors and you got to make sure you know who you are in this industry or you're going to get knocked out. Boom. This this is some good stuff. I told y'all, hey, y'all think this episode was heat. (laughs) I tried to tell y'all. We didn't even hit on entrepreneurship but that's for the next platform right. we that's the next platform but 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 little ai alex <laughs> alexandra come on i i just i just want you to kind of you know just let the world know how to follow you where they can follow you uh, if they have any questions or just inspired on your story on you know making the transition now they you know maybe had something devastating to it they lost their driving life when they once mm. was that baller 
mm-hmm. they can't relate to me because I'm a male. But with you being a woman and a mom, they're like, yo, Murph, Alex is, is, is a good go-to person. And I'm just glad, uh, Alex, you can be on this show and, and provide a woman perspective on something that I've been preaching. I was successful right. as an athlete. I am a parent now. I'm a family mm-hmm. man. But I took some time away to now where, again, I have my own brand. I'm an entrepreneur that's constantly growing and connecting with great people that we see on TV or or, or arguably legends in their respective crafts. And for me, I still, similar to you, it's like, yeah, I've worked with them. I was, you know, whatever. But I still got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But, Absolutely. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, so you guys can follow me on Instagram, Think Like a Boss and Jay. Um, very receptive on Instagram is you know similar to a text message to me. Um, I'm always open for anybody, especially my women. My one of our slogans for Think Like a Boss is No Woman Left Behind. Mm. Um, we just do so much work for women of color, and the thing that we have to understand about that, even though I'm a woman empowerment brand, I always leave a seat at the table for men. I always leave a seat at the table for men this is not you know we think we're better than you or anything like that it's just that women need to see other women um dig themselves out of certain situations so we create that spaces for each other right mm-hmm. and but i always say in order for the kingdom to be solid both the king and the queen need to be present so we do always speak to men as well we give them um our platform to speak we do a lot of um interviews with men and panels and things like that so it's just respect across the board because ultimately it is a community brand like once you enhance women you enhance a community so um i spread love everywhere so thanks for uh think like a boss nj on instagram and of course um on our website actladythinkboss.com there's a lot of free workshops guys uh one thing that i that i promised that i was going to do during this pandemic was to make sure that I had free content for businesses that are struggling right now. So whether that's how to uh, write a business plan, how to market um, digital marketing, which is big right now, how to start your own podcast, like so many different things that we already covered mm-hmm. throughout the pandemic. So mm-hmm. I got y'all. Hey y'all! Y'all better come through and, and show your love and, and and just give her give us some feedback for the Why Not Sports Nation. Definitely show some love and, and for those who might not be You know Very comfortable yet Still just reach out And, and, and just know that There are some Free uh, information From uh, From this great individual So like she said Help you as a podcast As an entrepreneur Business Whatever it is It is some free workshops Available Utilize it And feel free to use it Because it, it is there for you To help benefit you And to help you uh, overcome or to help you during this pandemic, which I might have to. No, actually, I'm gonna take that from you and start adding that to uh, my future uh, episodes that I got coming up. So I'm a good. I'm Uh-oh. gonna give you credit though. I promise you, I will. So that's a, that's the shameless plug too. Like y'all know what I got that from. Check out the episode. Da 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 with Alexandra Bernard Simmons. Hey man, right. y'all check out. So I'm just being honest. I ain't got no shame in that. But thank you very much for. Everything as far as uh, this particular uh, show, like I was telling the listeners, 
when the flagrant two episode come out, y'all please stand by within the uh, next couple of weeks. It's gonna get more detail, more depth of that dog mentality, but more of the business side, far as working with, like I said, uh, like she said originally, the ludicrous, the Buster Rhymes, and as a dancer and as a mom, and just you know different summits and workshops that she is involved in and, and have done. And for me, first time listeners. Thank you for tuning in. For the avid listeners, what up? What up? What up? Hey, y'all, we gone, though. We got to go. Like I said, it's, it's, it's a lot going on, but we wanted to still uh, have that fourth quarter mentality, still put out uh, content and still bring the energy as if things were normal. So for you, this 45 minutes or so is a good opportunity for you to kind of just kick back, reflect, and know is, is people, no matter where you are in the world, Giving positive vibes and hopefully you encourage to 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 reach your goals or to work towards your dreams. But all right, y'all, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. My bad for the first time, listeners at Isd Murph. You can find the show on most platforms. And if there's not a platform, you do not see us on until we get exclusive, like a Joe Rogan. You let me know so we can gain that exposure. But all right, y'all. Until next time, we appreciate y'all. Keep grinding. Keep the faith. Keep on